it's always wonderful to hang out with the the handsome, funny, weird, inspirational Scotty Russell. Hey, buddy. I'll take the weird, but uh, what's going on? Courtney, oh. nice, to, nice to meet you. Nice have to meet met, you. Have we met before? No, we have not, so this All is right. the first. <laughs> and we're live hey. and recording? We're live, we're recording. Yeah, sure. This is a All podcast. right, cool. Rolling with it. We're on lunch mm-hmm. break. Yes. I'm scrolling through right Instagram accounts. Accounts. Just, just keep it to one. <laughs> just keep it to one. I'll, I'll keep it to Iowa. How's that? Yeah, just just do the perspective collective one. The other ones are all just kind of personal, so yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm swiping back and forth between uh, podcast and collective. Okay, yeah, 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 we'll roll with those two. No, we won't talk about uh, intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting mm, and my sick, my son. Keeping it healthy. Yeah, you don't need to know about that stuff. Dude, your baby boy is so cute, though. I'll just say Listen, that he it's looks like hard. his mama. He looks like his mama. Right. Oh. Yeah. He's a sweetheart, man. It's so awesome being a dad. I love it so much. It's awesome. Dude, Way better than I ever thought. Uh, harder too, right? Oh, God. This shit is hard as hell. Yeah, we no. still swear on this show, right? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I'm not a PG-13 kind of guy. My Do your thing. Are, my kids are in Florida with their grandparents right now. And um, my father-in-law, or my uh, stepdad, was giving uh, my son a hard time just picking on him, you know, like grandpa's do. He was like, uh, my mom was like, oh, the kids have been so good today. He was like, are you sure you're talking about June and Ransom? And he was like, hey, shut your ass. <laughs> and they're like, what are you, what? And he's like, yeah, I learned it from my dad's podcast. So, That's funny. All right. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't talking about this one. He's talking about my brother, my brother, and me. I shouldn't listen to that around them, but it happens. No. Dude, so you and Courtney just met, mm-hmm. but I've known you. A couple for- years now. Dude, when did you talk at Creative South? Uh, I talked at Creative South. That would have been 2016. Okay, so that's when I met you. Yeah. A year before the podcast started, right? Or was that the same year you started Perspective? I started it later that year. Yeah. The talk went well. That I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to start a podcast. Not Dude, thinking, no idea what I was doing. You played down the inspirational part, but I've watched you from that first talk. And we've said this. You can tell me if I'm being an asshole, but... You were uncomfortable. You weren't sure about all your points. It, it took a lot I mean, of talking just to get you on that stage, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, it was a, a terrifying experience. I mean, the talk went well. I was yeah. super prepared. But looking back on it, I was a very filtered version of myself. I didn't like know who I was yet or who I was talking to. And it's been trying to figure that out, remove the filter, embrace the weird, and you know, get comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know who that dude was that day. I mean, the... A lot of it is the same, you know. I, I like the the coaching side of things, but I feel like I'm a lot truer, authentic version of myself now. So, but I needed that. I needed that experience. Like, again, mm-hmm. it went well. It's not like we're talking. This shit was like horrible, right? But yeah, you didn't get laughed off stage or like, <laughs> no, nobody, no <laughs> nobody throw any tomatoes at my no. face while I was up there. So no, it's yeah, it's been a journey figuring out how to get to where I am now. And, and not, it's going to be a journey how to get to the next point, too. Well, so. Not to blow smoke or anything, but you've gone from that point to in your work. You hadn't found your voice in your work yet. You were getting close. but I don't Definitely think you, not at the time, no. And now you've amassed this following, and you're literally inspiring people all over the world. I, I saw that last contest you did where you were asking people to draw flash pages and giving those responses. 
and you're doing yeah, it without being cool. cheesy, hokey, just kind of, uh, who's that guy that just got in trouble? Tim Robbins? What's his name? I don't know. The big uh, big motivational speaker guy. Tony Robbins? Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. What do you get in trouble for? Tim Robbins. The, the same his thing brother. everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> being gross and inappropriate with women, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm happily married. You no, don't have to worry that, about me being a creeper, anyone. <laughs> but without... Those trappings seem easy to fall into when someone's trying to be inspirational, but you've gotten to this point with avoiding all that stuff and really also finding yourself at the same time. Do you think people were just attracted to that journey of you finding yourself or have you hit on something else people are looking for? Oh, fuck, dude. When you say <laughs> I found it, I don't feel like I found it yet. I feel like I'm close. Like right. the internal compass is guided in the right direction. I think that the turning point for me was really last year, like October 2018 is when I decided I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. I figured out finally who my audience is, who I'm talking to, what I am an expert at and what I'm not an expert at, which is like a lot of things, pretty much everything. I'm good at one thing and that's carving out time to grind and execute outside a day job. That's what I can speak to. You know, I'm, I humbly will say I have a day job. You know, a lot of people I look up to don't. Um, but I do. And it's it's because, you know, what I, I went to school with, I, I amassed way too much student loan debt, chasing mm-hmm. a dream of playing football, you know, being a football all star. And a lot of it blew up in my face, got me in a hole. So, you know, I embrace this. And that's what people say their biggest struggle is. So I'm like, OK, I'm talking to other creatives who want to build killer side hustles and build some kind of brand, build an audience around it. You know, just make shit that gets them excited, that gives them a purpose. And I'm good at that. You know, I figured out that's my niche. And once I realized that's the niche that I need to live in, I can embrace it. And to anybody it's who it's not for, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't, I don't really care what someone else thinks. If it's not for them, it's, uh, if you read the book, uh, This is Marketing for Seth Godin, mm-hmm. like that book really changed my life for real. It let me realize like it's not about going, uh, I guess, creating things that aspire, the ma- aspire to please the masses. It's, you know, find who your stuff is for and go for depth minimal viable audience sure and that's that's what was really freeing for me and so i I think just from this time last year october fall last year you know i've been finding my stride and embracing and being more comfortable with who i am in my skin realizing this shit's not for everyone you're not pizza you can't please everyone (laughs) yeah amen pizza cat all the way for sure yeah space cats (laughs) yeah um i i I hear you. I like it. But I want to go back to one thing you were saying, the side hustle and the grind. I think those words are really popular and powerful right now, but they can also be toxic and hurt oh, you. Oh, sure. Because uh, we had Taylor on here um, a couple of episodes ago, and he was just talking about kind of the that always going, always beating yourself up to get the thing it has a damaging, toxic effect on your brain. Just like on your bounce in your life and stuff, because not only are you, I think I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. Let's see if I can bring it back. You have this audience you're focused on, but I don't know if I've ever met anyone as protective of their family time as you are. And wow, that, that is incredible. A lot. Wow, That's, it's amazing. I love it. Like in scheduling this episode, I think we had to bump around. Like we're on your lunch break from your day job. That's just to not affect that time with your baby and your 
and your wife when you get home. That's that's sick, dude. I appreciate that. That's a, a work in progress too, because it wasn't until my son was born that I realized like how fucking obsessed I was with this and in the hustle, hustle culture for sure. Like getting up too early, staying up late, working on stuff, affecting relationships with my wife, being threatened by her multiple times, missing out on like like nieces and nephews' birthday parties because I, I scheduled something else. Like I didn't realize how selfish I was until. You know, little Scotty the third, my little pizza roll was born. Um, and that's still something I struggle with. Like, and I, I was addicted to the hustle culture. I am a workaholic. And it's hard when you find when your work is play and you see progress and you feel like you're making an impact on people and finding yourself through it. It's hard not to get addicted to it. Hmm. Um, and that's why I, also I talk about the toxicity of all this stuff on the on my own podcast. And I call it smart hustle culture. You know, take care of yourself, your mental health, your physical health shit, even your spiritual health. And, you know, once you, uh, Brooke Robinson from Good Type was just on recently. She's like, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. So like, how are you going to go balls out and chase your creative dream? If you know, you're mentally drained or you're physically drained, you're not taking care of yourself. You're, you, you, and, and then you're building your empire and you have no one, you turn around, there's no one to celebrate with. So these are all things, you know, I've had a, a hard dose of reality and it's, yeah. Um, and, and another thing, I'm just rambling, but Jonathan Jackson from The Forefathers said this too, like right when little Scotty was getting bored. Yeah, I love that dude. Shout out to him. He's helped me so much because I do web design full time on the side, UI, UX. All The Forefathers, including my uh, personal Lord and Savior, Amir. Yeah. Hey, congratulations yeah, yeah. on the uh, engagement too, by the way. Shout out to Amir. But um, he, he dropped a, a quote just in passing one time. He's like, your kid doesn't care about your portfolio. And that mm. man, that is like, I had to write it up so I see it in my office here. I see it at the day job. Um, like that's a daily reminder to, you know, family, friends. Like you got to have people there to celebrate with. I'm not going to say the other guy in Forefather's name just to mess with him. Because we talked about John <laughs> and then I'm here, but I'm not going to say Matt. Shout out to Matt. No, oh, dang it. <laughs> got it in there. <laughs> no, but that's yeah. true. Yeah, my kids don't care. Um, I was doing a logo for a taco place down here. Um and instead of caring what I was making, Jude just drew up like five or six different tacos for me. She's like, no, mm. you should use this one. She didn't. <laughs> I was like, okay. Actually, she, I did use one of her designs, but don't tell her because I don't want to have to pay her like the, the royalties or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Licensing fee. But yeah, dude, uh, even how's Perspective Collective do it? The podcast. Perspective Podcast. Every, everything's good. Um, I guess I want to, interject and just drop one little nugget this that i found to interject. This is it. i know the, just something that we we're talking about protecting your time with your kids yeah. in general protect your time always whether it's saying no so you can say yes to hell yes opportunities but saying no to people who just are time suckers saying no to opportunities that don't align with the main goal or vision where you're going saying saying no protecting your time so you can have the family time so you can have that workout time so you can have that mental uh i don't know yeah just any kind of time where you can be with yourself i think it's important so protect your time in general is huge for anybody doing a side hustle or if you're full-time freelance or even at your day job like yeah that's that's just something i want to say that's that's super 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 important that i think is not hit on enough especially with the hustle culture i'm glad you said that because i I did. I said that you were one of the best people I've known at protecting your time. But the other person is Courtney. She um, yeah. she's really good at. It. I don't think she realizes it. But like 
I had scheduled like recording sessions every week. And eventually, I think around the third episode, she was like, I need a week off in between recording because we're doing like two or three recordings a week. She's like, I need a week off just to get my head back right so the next week we can do an even better episode. Smart, yeah. Yeah, know yourself. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing. I know that's starting to become another thing. Uh, Really, self-awareness is huge. Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence. I think that's super important too. You know, that you got to be self-aware for sure it's like you need a break like i i've been i've been getting to the point where i've been grinding myself too hard and i'm like fuck it dude i'm so exhausted and to the point of full burnout where i don't even want to do the podcast something needs to give and a lot of it has been elimination delegation and taking every seventh week off from doing an episode yeah so like those have been boundaries that i've had to set with myself that's part of protecting your time is setting boundaries how many folks do you have with you right now Three, right? You have an editor, a video guy. Yeah, I got an audio editor, Anya, who lives in Ireland. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. She's awesome. Um, Colton Bacher, who does all my video stuff since I've started video this year. He's helped me immensely, especially with any photography things that I'm working on behind the scene or even like time-lapse videos of murals. You know, he's really, really helped me um, improve myself. And then Paige Garland, who's like executive assistant to all things perspective podcast, images, show notes. Um, proofing, artwork, editing, everything I need, I go through Paige. So three people that are helping me. Was it hard to let some of that stuff go or was it just necessary? Way hard. Yeah. Super hard. But yeah. I realized once once I'm able to like delegate and let go of shit, I can start focusing on bigger picture tasks. Like how can I scale the podcast? How can I more monetize Perspective Collective? How can I get my side hustle to a full-time business and i think i'm 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 close to finding that format and i I, it's allowed me now that i have these smaller things off my plate i realized how much i enjoyed doing coaching sessions this year you know doing one-on-one coaching sessions like how can i scale that to do you know i'm in the progress of building three-month coaching sessions Mm -hmm. and that's that's the route i really want to go with maybe a hell yes freelance opportunity here and there but right now i'm saying no to all freelance just so Mm -hmm. i can focus on this big vision that i feel pretty um sure about Corny, you had a question. No pressure. We can continue. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I, just, I could talk all day. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting. We were talking about this in the last episode um, where there's this guise of on not to go too heavy on Instagram and like, cause that's been kind of talked about a, a lot of the appearance of Instagram versus reality, but more so that you wouldn't necessarily know that people have a day job or not. Mm. Um, but they have all these side hustles that they're mainly advertising. And I don't, I don't necessarily personally see it as a, a fault to have a day job to, to help. Um, I think that's realistic or I'm really just wondering what your opinion is on that kind of thing. And then also the appearance of Instagram where people aren't talking about their day jobs. Um, they're talking about what they're going after instead. That's kind of, it's not very a direct question, so take it however you like. So I'd say before I've embraced, like, I'm the side hustle guy. You know, I work a day job and I can help you, you know, carve out time to grind and execute outside your day job too, while still making time for like yourself and your family, your physical, mental, whatever. But before that, I thought people wouldn't take me serious with mm. what I was doing with Perspective Collective if I broadcasted I have a day job. But okay. then, you know, as I started like interviewing people like, 
Brian Steely or Nick Slater or Bob Ewing. I know that's all dudes off the top of my head, but they're just friends of mine that come up to mind. But like they all are crushing it with their Mm -hmm. day jobs, you know, and they're so well known in our community for, you know, their skill and craft and whatever freelance they do on the side too. But I'm like, okay, you know, I just need to give myself permission again, embracing your situation and stop getting so wrapped up in the comparison trap. You know, once I gave myself permission, like, okay, I have a day job. That's fine. People can know about it too. And I think it makes you more relatable because the, mm-hmm. ma- the majority don't do their thing full time. They are building their side hustles outside some type of day job. And, and once I realized I can embrace it, that made things way more relatable, which allowed me to go way more in depth with people, you know, and create that connection more instead mm-hmm. of just a follower, like a true fan. Even though saying like, oh, I have fans, that just sounds weird. But, you know, you get what I mean. Sure. Yeah. I think it's just how you, uh, the lens that you see the world through, perspective, mm-hmm. hence the brand, you know, mm-hmm. and being open to other people's perspective too. Like that's, yeah, I, like I'm not going to judge anybody from having a data. In fact, I'm going to respect you more for, you know, doing what you got to do to pay the bills, provide right. for your family, whatever. But at the same time, like your dream is that important that you can make time to invest in yourself too. Like, I think that's pretty fucking rad. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. I want to I empower people to do that. The perspectives with like shift is really important. Like utilizing your day job to push forward the passions and the pursuits. Like uh, the last day job I had really equipped and utilized um, some of their funds to like there was a very healthy education, like view of education at my last day job. And most of what I've learned about animation was paid for by them. Like they allowed that to happen. And now I actually just got another day job, which the, the weight that is lifted off of my shoulders is exciting for what's going forward. Just how much I can grow my skills there and still continue to pursue side stuff after that. Yeah, I think, I, that's awesome. Yeah, there. Uh, I wonder how much the the view of day jobs shifts when you realize that, like, uh, job security is not really a thing anywhere, mm, even if you're working for yourself. And I, I work large corporate life and you know everybody's like keep your safe job and i'm like i see people getting canned out of nowhere so there's no such thing as a safe job no i think that's a great point that you brought up which is like something i want to hit on too like there is a beauty of having the day job is i wouldn't be where i'm at right now within our creative community without the day job it's because of them they sponsor me to go to creative south in 2015 i you know i I saw these people through instagram i'm like shit i want to go here let me pitch this this and they sponsored me they covered my travels everything sent me to creative south and not only did i like tap into this incredible community i got to speak the following year gave me the confidence to start blogging and be more intentional with my work but i learned how to be a better presenter you know the the skills that i watched other speakers or within workshops i then took that back to work and now i like enjoy the selling and the pitching you know things you would do with freelance i do every day and then mm-hmm. and then i i leverage things like i saw an opening for web and I jumped into the web opportunity. Now learning what I do with the day job helps me with my own web opportunities at home or what I've learned with branding and designing my five years at my current job have all translated and helped me out here. So like I leverage what I learned at the day job 
and use it at home and vice versa. What I learn at home on my own time, I leverage and use at the day job. So, you know, there's a, it can be symbiotic relationship, but I don't think I could do like web design full time here and then come out here and do web design again. Like I'd be so burnt out. Like Mm -hmm. I create here in a different way that taps into my brain and then I create different you know, when I'm in perspective collective, so it, it, it weighs out nicely. You know, I don't feel burnt out. I still feel stoked out of my gourd to like wake up early, yeah. work on my shit and do it on my lunch or something like too, or an hour after my son goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I love how they inform each other. Like there is a little bit of resistance um, that I hear about where the day job company doesn't like that you have side projects. Um, I don't know if you've ever run into that my last but, job was like that, and then I had to leave. So, I mean, if that's the case, put yourself in a better situation. Yeah, because like you said, better presentation skills or even managing clients outside mm-hmm. of the current job, you can be so much better at it at work. Honestly, okay, project management was probably the best thing. Like, I keep myself very – I'm a lot better now, but organized with Perspective Collective – I can handle a lot of moving pieces at once and I keep myself prioritized. What's the top attack list each day or each week or each month? What's the one thing that needs to get done? And that translates really well because I'm like my own project manager at work too, dealing with all the brands that I work with or big projects. Mm-hmm. So like that's been a huge shared skill too that I know future employers or somebody is always looking for. Mm-hmm. So um, when are you going to start your own conference? <laughs> that's so funny that I've actually um, on the side been talking that out with my wife. Um, nice. I was shooting for 2020, but I would rather be doing my thing full time so I can have that time freedom. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I'm big on speaking things into existence. So before I ever make that leap, I told myself and my wife and publicly like this, like I'm going to pay $80,000 worth of student loan debt off by the end of 2020. That go. was like a very large, scary ass goal that, who knows if that's going to happen, but I'm speaking into existence. But once that is done, that's where I feel comfortable of like taking what I'm doing, taking the risk to do my thing full time. And once I've got that developed, so like within the next five years, I want to host a conference called Homegrown right here in little Cedar Falls, Iowa. I've already been scoping out locations. I already got like a crazy Excel list of potential sponsors, speakers, workshops, nice. hotels. So yeah, within the next five years, Homegrown conferences. You're the only person I've told this to. Like, it's just been between me and my wife. Well, I guess and like Matt Dawson. Yeah. I've talked to a little bit, but I haven't talked publicly about any of this. Leveraging the leveraging the friendships I've made through like podcasts and conferences. I feel like I could throw a bomb ass <laughs> conference, you know, and have a big ass party right in my backyard, and you know, you know, ignite the creative spirit around here. That's the only reason I asked because I would go to a conference that you were putting on. Especially where you're at, because you, those connections that you have would probably be a lot of fun. I've been to many so. parties with you at conferences, <laughs> and they're I, always just a little yeah, bit better I, when I, you're there. I tend to like have a you lot of fun. You don't do anything half assed. No, <laughs> I'm a very extroverted person, and um, I'm not a dad who parties. I'm a party who dads is what Lauren Hom and I decided at Crop this last time. So yeah. I like to have a very, very, very good time for sure in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Man, I missed this, this last Crop. That was a bummer. It was it was awesome. Maybe so, I go on the cruise. I missed year. this last Creative South. So I, I got both locked up for next year, Crop Cruise, and I got my tickets for 
um, create yourself too. So I'm locked and loaded. There you go. Yeah. Nice. There's nowhere I'd rather get a stomach bug than a cruise with oh, Matt yeah. Dawson. Hmm. I'm hoping to avoid that. <laughs> the horror there. stories. Yeah. Well, have you ever been on a cruise before this? Will this be your first one? I have never cruised it up before. I've been abroad, like in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, where it's easy to get a stomach bug, but not on a cruise. I'm sure they're plenty of antibacterial stuff. <laughs> yeah, even if I spend three days shitting my guts out, I'm still going to have a fun ass <laughs> time. Yeah. No filter. I will. I will have a good time. Mm-hmm. Just so that I don't even know who the, do they know who the top the speakers are yet. I know a few of them. Okay. When does this come out? <laughs> this will come out in the middle of July, so probably way before they. Never mind. Then. Yeah. Delete and edit out what I was gonna say. Tell me the first speaker. If you edit this out, me. Yeah. Tell me another one. I promised Matt I wouldn't. Tell me another one. Me, me, and me. For real, you got to edit it out. I, I promised them I wouldn't. I'm not supposed to say anything, but I'm too hyped, and I thought this would come out later, so. Yes. No, I just needed the soundbite so I could bleep it out, and it'd be mm. funny. All right, yeah, I don't want to ruin my trust with Matt. <laughs> I love that. It's just going to be your voice. Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. <laughs> cool. I'm trusting you on that one. So where did yeah. like, they um, show your weird, your freak flag? What was the, the impetus to kind of finally embrace that? Because there's one point, I think you were talking to John Cantino, even talking about your fear of non-straight lines. And now you're yeah. going Reptar and the, yeah. the cool S and everything. Instead of mono lines, I'm using like brush yeah. pens now for that shaky organic, you know, line structure things. But um, the whole show your weird thing kind of came from last summer, like July, June, 2018. And I've had this idea. I drew this like when I first started getting to hand lettering about four or five years ago and mixing illustrations with lettering. Um, you know, E.T. when he's like cross-dressing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like Gertie dresses him up as like an old lady. Well, I drew something like five years ago, four years ago, that was that. And I was like, damn, that shit was super weird. I've always in my back of my mind over the years, I'm like, damn, I really want to recreate this piece. And then the show your weird thing came up. So like last June, I originally did it and I made an episode about it. And you know, I, I had a blast with it. It was, it was great. And I'm just like, you know, the more weird shit that I tap into from my childhood that like links up today. And it's been like listening to talks from, John Cantino about showing you weird and how like James Victory, you know, someone else I look up to and his quote is the things that made you weird as a kid make you great today. And I'm like, Oh my God, all these things that have been circling in my head, the people I'm most influenced by, you know, articulate it so much better. I'm like, Holy shit, I'm on the right path. Or even like Lauren Hom, you know, the things that you find interesting that are just interesting with you are actually like things that other people find interesting too. And so I just, you know, channel all these different uh, I guess concepts or theories that I'm hearing from other people that, you know, are aligning with what I was thinking anyway. And I've just kind of merged it into my own waving your freak flag, showing your weird. And that's where I came up with like the, the flash I'm like all these ideas I had of like all these things I wanted to revisit as a kid, like Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, um, <laughs> basketball cards, drawing the cool S all this weird shit. I'm like, man, I really want to draw it. So I, that episode like a couple months ago was just an excuse for me to, 
draw out these weird ideas as a flash sheet so I could give a prompt to other people to do it too. It really, I just wanted to draw some cool shit so I built an episode <laughs> around it. It was exactly what it was. So that's how a lot of things work. You know, I just have an idea in my mind for a drawing. Like, how can I make an episode about this to like provide some value and still scratch my own creative itch? Because it's hard to create for yourself. Doing a podcast, day job, freelance, coaching, you know, it's not often I get to create for me. So this was definitely an outlet for me that I tried to like create an outlet for other people. Give yourself mm -hmm. permission to like draw some weird shit. Don't be filtered. Be your true self online and you'll attract a like-minded crowd of weirdos and freaks. Right. Because nobody saw that and then was like, oh, I now like Pokemon. It was like, oh, someone else likes Pokemon. I can talk about it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'll own my weird things. You know, I loved Pokemon. I hope my son loves Pokemon so it's not weird I'm an adult and I can still love it. And I was right. playing Pokemon Go for... Pokemon Go distracted me from starting the podcast, fun fact. Like, I, I was <laughs> nice. supposed to start that podcast in 2016 way sooner, but Pokemon Go came out and distracted me. So I haven't played a video game since. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I had to stop. Well, I've definitely taken up that slack for you. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't like how Courtney was really enthusiastic about that yet either. I might have to like rethink some things. When your co-host <laughs> is like, yeah, you have been playing a lot of video games. It's a difficult balance. I went through this whole guilt trip thing of like, oh, am I going to level up at like quote unquote real life skills or level mm. up my character in this video game I'm playing? I feel but like it's that could be a cool episode title or something like that. Yeah, because I don't want it's a difficult thing though because I, I i enjoy video games but there's they need to be in moderation i don't want to tell people that they shouldn't play them or should feel guilty playing them so i guess like that's the only booze balance. and weed and all the kinds of drugs just in it's good in moderation you know right yeah like don't let it like i got so into pokemon go that one time when the server crashed i didn't mm. remember what i should do other than play it <laughs> that's okay. when it's too far in the, it, it the comes, wrong direction it comes back to protecting your time and like yeah. Yeah. prioritizing what matters most are your actions aligning with what you're saying your priorities are and, mm -hmm. you know it's okay to have a little gaming time in there right i mean i just don't have it right now and you yeah know, once my son's a little older i'll get back into games so i can have something in common with him that is okay. yeah that was a fun transition when we never introduced our kids to video games, but they were in the house and like we would play them after the kids went to bed. Mm. And when they wanted to play is when we let them play, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, you never want to force your habits on your kids. Just because yeah. I like video games doesn't mean he wants like, to play Smash Bros. I'm like desperate fucking Smash Bros. Oh, that shit was the shit. Oh, no, it's great until your yeah. kids start beating you. Because yeah. both of them, June and Ransom, can both beat me at Smash Brothers. Rightfully just, so. Just Step your game up, mashing. man. I can't because I'm working on what I want to work on. Pick one, Scott. Do I, I work know. on what I want to work on or do I work at beating my kids in video games? I, I like that. Uh, Nick Sambrato, this is another great quote. I like, see, like, having the guests on is really for me to just, you know, like, mm -hmm. for me to get information and soak up stuff. He was like, you can only be obsessive about three things at one time. Okay. And I was like, whoa, that's so, family is one of them, the podcast, and now, like, the coaching program, but yeah. I can't really do freelance. I can't really add this on. So it's like, that made so much sense. Cause I tried to be the shit at everything. And yeah. I was just like making minimal progress in a million different directions, you know, trying to build like a million bonfires instead of just let's build this bonfire up and have all these little burning embers. So 
You know, yeah, you can't be the shit at video games if you got three other things that are higher priority. So you know, that's something that was really impactful on me. And you can leave in and out and take breaks. You know, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Said, you know, it's good to have some downtime. And maybe you're obsessed, like, if this is a pie chart, maybe family is 50% of it, 30% is the podcast, and then you know, it'd be 20% is left remaining if I'm, I'm not a mathlete, but the other 20% could go to like building the coaching program or vice versa. So, you know, there right. could be seasons like honey, I'm balls deep in building this launch period right now. So family honestly is going to take the 20% cut for this next two weeks or something like that. So in communication is important, but balancing it easier said than done for sure. <laughs> right on, man. Well, um, I don't want to take up all of you. You need to go eat lunch too. It's great to hang out though. But um, any, anything coming up you want to tell people about or where they can find you online? Um, yeah, if you're going to be at Creative Works Conference, um, I will be doing a live podcast there. So that'll be dope. Never done that before. Sweet. Kind of shit kind of shit the bed when he uh, asked me about it. Very, very <laughs> scary. I wanted to say no, but I'm saying yes. So I'm going to just do it. Um, other than that, if you need a weekly creative boost, especially if you're a side hustler trying to build your shit outside of a day job, uh, perspectivepodcast.com or follow me at perspective-collective.com. Stay connected. And I got a three-month coaching program that'll be coming up. I'm looking to launch that in September. Sweet, so dude. more details on that. Well, hopefully I'll see you at Pop-Up Crop this year or early next year. I will not be able to make it to Pop-Up Crop, but I will be at Crop Cruise. Nice. I promise you. We'll, we'll FaceTime <laughs> you, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. All right, Scotty. Thanks yeah. again, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. I just thought we were going for an hour, but perfect. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Short, straight to the point. I hope we gave some value for this today, right? Like, oh, there's, yeah. There's some value in this. Dude, we could have just sat here for 15, 20 minutes and just let you talk, and it would have been the best episode we've recorded. In. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Well, uh, thank you for your time and having me. Let's, let's uh, actually, when you say done, we'll take a quick photo. Courtney, great to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Our theme song was Everything Went Quiet and I Was Eight Again by Cat Beats. You can find more of their music on catbeats.life and you can find us on Instagram at creatoring and not on Twitter. So, and remember, we don't know what we're doing. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 